Zomato, a company that's valued at over $5 billion, a company that's present in more than 20 countries and is one of the biggest and fastest growing startups in Indian history. A company that IPO'd at a 38x oversubscription. A company that lately has been generating headlines like these. What's wrong with Zomato? And is it a crumbling empire? Dipinder Goyal was a student at IIT Delhi, and one night he was feeling hungry, so he ordered a pizza from Domino's. And it was while he was ordering this pizza that he realized the entire process of ordering food in India was broken. You had to call the restaurant, verbally share your address and your order, then get on a call with a delivery driver who would invariably end up getting lost en route, and then pay for your pizza with cash, and drivers usually didn't have any change. So there were a lot of pain points in this process that needed to be solved, but Dipinder never could have imagined that he would be the one to solve them, not just for himself, but for all of India. Fast forward to 2010 when Dipinder posted this video to his Facebook account. The startup was going through rebranding, changing their name from Foodie Bay to Zomato in order to avoid getting sued by eBay. And you can see here that Domino's had become the startup's work fuel, filling their lunch table with blue and red pizza boxes. This rebranding marked the beginning of a new chapter for Dipinder's company. From hosting menus online, which was a low burn but also low revenue business, Zomato would begin delivering food in 2015, acting as a logistics company that would shuttle food between restaurants and customers. But was this business model sustainable? Well, today in 2022, we can clearly see that it is. Zomato's stock price is on the rise. Investors are seeing huge dividends every quarter and the company is destined for greatness. Just kidding. This isn't a Disney movie, so brace yourselves because we're in for a bumpy ride here. What you're seeing on the screen right now is Zomato's stock price. That red line paints a picture of declining valuation, but also declining public sentiment. The thing is, now that Zomato is a public company, they can only exist if food delivery as a business is sustainable, which doesn't seem to be the case. Take a look at Zomato's top six global public competitors, Meituan, DoorDash, Delivery Hero, Grubhub, Deliveroo, and Just Eat. And now here are their revenues. You can see that Zomato has the lowest of the seven, but when we look at their profits and losses, Zomato also has the lowest burn of these six loss-making companies here, with Meituan being the only one that's actually profitable. And we can see here that they brought in $643 million in profits, which probably seems like a big number, but remember, their revenues were $15.5 billion, meaning that they're seeing less than a 5% profit on this revenue, which is generally considered in the world of business to be a low profit margin. A healthy profit margin would be somewhere between 10 and 20%. So if the world's biggest player in this space, which has massive revenues and a huge customer base, is unable to generate profits from food delivery and has to prop up their core business with periphery businesses, to me, that's a strong indicator that food delivery as a business isn't sustainable. And going through Zomato's financials for the last couple of years, we can see a similar pattern with them as well. Their losses have piled up, and to combat this, they've entered into business lines outside of or adjacent to their core food delivery business. You've got Hyperpure, Zomato Market, Zomato Pro, Zomato Kitchens, and now, of course, Blinkit. Zomato's acquisition of Blinkit came with a lot of confusion and panic for investors. And following the acquisition, Zomato lost 25% of its value in just four days. How did this happen? How did this merger wipe out a quarter of Zomato's market cap overnight? Let's dive into it. 
In April of 2020, Zomato launched something called Zomato Market, an online grocery delivery service that was operational in more than 80 cities across India. But this service was shut down just three months after launch. Then, in July of 2021, Zomato tried again, this time for just two months before shutting it down. Why? Well, according to the company, it is extremely difficult to pull off such delivery promise with high fulfillment rates consistently in a marketplace model. You know what they say though, third time's a charm. They decided that if they couldn't make grocery delivery work, then they would just buy a business that could. So they acquired a 9.1% stake in grocery delivery startup Grofers, which is today known by the name of Blinkit, a quick commerce grocery delivery subsidiary of Zomato. And yes, I say subsidiary because in June of 2022, they bought the entire company. Blinkit is now wholly owned by Zomato. The reason? Well, Blanket's acquisition is a natural extension of Zomato's core business, food delivery, and it will also bring synergies, increase the addressable market and the potential profit pool, and also make the business more defensible. Now, this rationale seems pretty straightforward and understandable. Synergies, addressable market increase, profit pool increase, defensibility, these are all good things. So why did the market react so poorly to this acquisition? Let's find out. Blinkit was worth 4,945 crore rupees, and Zomato acquired the company for 4,447 crore rupees in Zomato shares in 2022. So this number equates to 90.84% of Blinkit because Zomato already owned 9.16% from their 2021 investment for which they paid 512 crore rupees. However, there is one piece of this puzzle that I haven't revealed yet, Blinkit's debt. Blinkit was given a loan of 1,125 crore rupees by Zomato at an interest rate of 12% per annum. So what happened to this debt when Zomato bought the company? Well, it disappeared. Zomato can't pay itself for the debt that its subsidiary owes to itself, so that money is just gone. Poof. So now let's go over the real cost of this acquisition. 4,447 crore rupees for 90.84% of Blinkit in 2022, plus 518 crore rupees for 9.16% of Blinkit in 2021, plus 1,125 crore rupees in debt, and 7.8 crore rupees in interest for that debt, which brings the true cost of this acquisition to 6,098 crore rupees. And that's not even mentioning the additional 1,875 crore rupees that Zomato will be pouring into Blinkit to fund its losses for the next 18 months. So that brings the number from 1,152 crore rupees all the way up to 3,027 crore rupees if we're factoring in these long-term costs of the Blinkit acquisition. So with all of that information, it's really no surprise that this wiped out 25% of Zomato's market cap in less than a week. Now I wanna bring things back full circle to Domino's. And you might've been wondering why I was focusing so much on them earlier in the video. And the reason is that they're actually losing faith in Zomato and Swiggy as well. Here's a quote directly from Jubilant, the parent company of Domino's saying that in case of an increase in commission rates, Jubilant will consider shifting more of its businesses from online restaurant platforms to the in-house ordering system. They've also launched a reward program, Domino's Cheesy Rewards, to drive traffic away from Swiggy and Zomato and towards their own website. Now, Jubilant is actually the owner of Dunkin' Donuts as well, so they would likely take this brand with them if they decided to minimize their presence on Swiggy and Zomato, but they're also investing in the competition. Mumbai-based Thrive is a platform that offers third-party delivery services to restaurants at a 3% commission rate, and this startup is actually backed by Jubilant. Gurugram-based DotPay is another player in this space. They're undercutting Swiggy and Zomato by charging lower commissions and also freely sharing customer data and the logistical cost of delivery with restaurants transparently. These platforms also give restaurants the flexibility to either deliver on their own or through a third party, so customers can still find these restaurants on these platforms, but the restaurants can handle delivery themselves if they want to. 
Another potentially huge threat to Zomato's business is ONDC. The tense relationship that Zomato has with restaurants exists in large part because of the lack of exposure that these restaurants have without Zomato. It's kind of like the internet's relationship with Google. If you're not indexed by this search engine, then nobody's going to see your website. And for restaurants, if they're not listed on Swiggy or Zomato, then they're going to get way less business. But ONDC might change that. Being a part of this network will theoretically give restaurants the same level of visibility on Thrive or DotPay or their own website or app as they would be getting from Swiggy or Zomato. And by the way, I haven't confirmed whether Thrive or DotPay plan to join ONDC. I'm just using these as examples. Now, so far, we've only really looked at the ways in which Zomato is struggling, their failures and mistakes. But now let's take a look at things from Zomato's perspective. Dipinder Goyal said categorically that they're going to be focusing on profitability moving forward. And this is a huge pivot for the company because up until very recently, they were pretty comfortable burning through tons of money. But now, Dipinder has actually speculated that their core business might be profitable in about a year. These potential profits are also intended to be stable and long-term. This isn't a one-year strategy. This is Zomato attempting to permanently be in the black. Their strategy here involves three key business lines, food delivery, quick commerce through Blinkit, and Hyperpure. And in case you're not familiar with Hyperpure, this is actually a potential game changer of a business for Zomato. It's a platform whereby Zomato provides fresh, hygienic, high-quality ingredients to restaurants, and it's growing pretty fast. Between Q4 of the financial year of 2022 and Q1 of the financial year of 2023, Hyperpure's revenue grew by 40%. And as of the first quarter of the financial year of 2023, Hyperpure was generating one-fifth the amount of revenue that Zomato's core business generated during that same quarter. And Zomato has even speculated that Hyperpure has the potential to someday become bigger than its core business because of how massive Hyperpure's TAM is, that's total addressable market. So that's the state of Zomato today. They're actively working towards profitability, they're bringing their CAC down, that's their customer acquisition cost, and they're trying to bring their customer lifetime value up. Ultimately though, time will tell if they're able to break even with their seemingly unsustainable core business. Blinkit, on the other hand, is all but guaranteed to generate losses, at least into the near term, and Hyperpure might offset these losses, but will it be successful enough to make up for them entirely? We're not sure. In spite of all of this, though, some would argue that the damage that Zomato has done to their relationship with restaurants is irreparable. If Thrive or DotPay or ONDC offer these restaurants a more lucrative and fair place to capture and serve customers, then Zomato may very well find themselves in the history books alongside former competitors like Burp, Tiny Owl, Plan For Me, BiteQuest, A Place to Dine, Tasty Gunna, Hungry Bangalore, and whether or not this happens is entirely up to Zomato. If they start treating restaurants well, if they lower their commissions, and if they're actually able to become a profitable company, then it's very possible that Zomato could climb the global food tech ladder and not just be number seven like they are now, but perhaps number four or number three, or who knows, Zomato could end up being the number one food tech platform in the world someday if they play their cards right. What do you think is more likely gonna happen? Will Zomato become an international food tech juggernaut competing with DoorDash and Meituan for global market share? Or are Zomato's golden years already behind them? Let us know in a comment down below. And if you wanna watch our series on the story of Zomato back when it was called Foodlit and Foodie Bay, then you can check this video out up here.